0: Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. When I look at the different money fights that I've seen couples have over the years, where there really is no more common cause of those types of fights than budgeting, right? And and your family approaches to budgeting, making, spending, and saving decisions together as a couple, and how your different financial habits and attitudes and views affect your approaches to budgeting. And so, you know, in the context of our discussion this week about the four common, you know, the most common areas that couples need to find agreement on, right, for them to use their money effectively to create the lives they love, budgeting is the third that we're going to talk about this week. And in the context of where we are today, this episode is going live in mid December of 2020. I want to talk about how to set your 2021 budget as a family of a few weeks before the new year hits let's talk through how to do that right if you have tried to budget as a family in the past and it's led to problems it's caused you to fight about money or you just couldn't stick to it um, over the long term let's talk about how to handle budgeting together in the context of the new year's coming up how to set your 2021 budget And the first piece of advice I have for you today is to, to, first and foremost, let's start with a debrief on what happened in 2020. Looking back over the past 12 months, how much money did you spend? How much money did you save? Just the top line numbers, how did 2020 go for you financially? And the, the first question I'm anticipating getting from you on this is trying to figure out how much money you saved this year, right? It, 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 if you don't know the answer to that, you that is um, that makes you normal, right? It, it's hard to know those numbers right off the top of your head if you haven't tracked them before, which is essentially what budgeting is. And so how do we start, right? If, if the, the question is, how, how do we debrief on 2020 what happened in terms of our spending and savings? You don't have that information. How do we do that? And the answer is, I want you to take 20 minutes to a half an hour. Uh, it shouldn't really take any more than that. And just go back through your bank statements and credit cards. Right? How much money did you save? Now, for things like your you know, money you're putting into retirement accounts, for example, you um, that you can just see from your pay stub, right? It'll actually give you the breakdown. And so... You know, that number you can pull pretty easily. What I'm more concerned about is your after tax savings, money that's hitting your bank account um, and going out. Like, how much of it did you keep? And so, to that end, right, what I'd like you to do is go through your bank statements for 2020. Um, If you use your credit cards for most of your spendings, you can pull credit card statements as well. And just go flip through the past 12 months how much money came in? How many paychecks did you get? right you know add up that total over the course of the year and then from there just go through and and filter through the expenses that went out the door we don't need to necessarily break them up line item by line item right now we're just looking at the totals doing something like pull, you know just pulling the information from your like the credit card bills is okay uh, make sure to include things that if you are using your credit cards for most of your spending um, that's the easiest way to do it but you also want to make sure to go back to your checking account and if for example if you Pay your rent or mortgage, not on your credit card, which is typically the way that's done. You want to make sure you're adding those things back into the total as well. But really just go go through your history for the past 12 months. Let's figure out what your after-tax income that was hitting your bank account was. Go through your credit card bills, things like that. And what's left over is what was saved. With one exception, I actually count paying down debt as a form of savings. So if you you know, paid, you know, $5,000 down on your on your student loans this year, right? You, you, you can add that to your savings rate as far as I'm concerned. It's building your net worth just like adding money to your savings account would. And so I, I'm okay with counting that toward your savings rate. So any sort of debt that you're paying down over the year, I feel completely comfortable adding that to the amount of savings that you're doing. Technically, a part of it's going to pay the interest and then the rest of it's paying down the principal. But for our purposes right now, let's, you know, I'm, I'm completely fine with, with accounting for that. But So long story short, right? The, the exercise we're doing here is adding up your after-tax income for 2020, looking at how much money you spent over 2020, um, subtracting those two, that's your savings, with the exception of we can then add the amount you're paying down on debt to your savings number as well. And what does that number look like for, for the year? how does it number look is it good is it bad how do you feel about the amount of money you saved calculating it the way we just did quickly for 2020. is that enough to get you where you want to go right if you want to buy a home in a couple years and you need to be saving a few thousand dollars a month for a down payment to get to that point like are you hitting that number or are you not Do do you think you could manage your money better than you have over the past 12 months right? Or, or, or alternatively, like what was, you know, the, the other thing we want to be checking for is like what's going to be different in 2021 than what happened this year, right? If you had a job loss due to the COVID shutdowns for, for a little while, right? Obviously, we want to make sure we, we adjust that going forward, um, you, know, you, you kind of back into what you think your savings rate would be um, after factoring out those the, the, those changes for going forward. But, you know, after accounting for all that stuff, are you happy with the number we're expecting that you saved either saved in 2020 or are expecting to save in 2021 when we project that forward? Is it good or is it bad? And and if it's fine after we adjust for any expected changes to your income in 2021, or maybe even changes in expenses you're expecting to have in 2021, if that savings number is, is, is good enough to get you to where you want to go, I wouldn't worry about it as much, right? If you're if you're saving $2,000 a month and you look at the, the things you want to do with your money over the next few years and saving $2,000 a month after taxes is, is sufficient to get you there, great. Don't worry about it. Automate that savings. Manually schedule that $2,000 a month to either go down to pay extra debt or to go into your savings or investment accounts. And, and I wouldn't worry about it all that much from a budgeting perspective. You're here. You're, Hitting your numbers just by doing what you're doing normally on a day-to-day basis, that's completely fine. But if you're not hitting your numbers, right, if you are if you know you should be saving $2,000 a month, uh, you feel like that's where you kind of need to be, but you're only saving $1,000, right, that's when we want to start to go through and break things down, you know, budget category by budget category. This is where I would actually, I would not start with looking back at what happened in 2020. I think that's fine just to get the bottom line numbers. But in terms of thinking through where your money should be going in the future, I would recommend you and your spouse sit down and actually set targets category by category. There's a lot of different tools that you can use to, to, to create a budget like that online. Um, you know, pick one, doesn't really matter even which one, and just go through category by category, set some, some either monthly or annual spending targets for those categories for things that are, um, are not happening month to month, right? Make sure you don't forget those, like make sure you add your holiday gifts to your budget, even though you're probably not gonna be spending that money for in like a, another year, almost. Um, if, you're, if you're doing this in December of 2020, we're gonna make sure that we have those 2021 holiday expenses built in your budget, um, even though it's not necessarily a monthly expense. But go through and set category by category, just like that, right? Break it out set those targets and then from there just to make sure you're not missing anything you can go ahead and compare to what like what the the bottom line expense number is when you add up all those categories in your 2021 budget then you can compare that to the total spending you had in 2020 just to make sure you're not missing anything um but i i would i would make kind of intentional choices about what your 2021 spending is going to be rather than basing it on your historical and use the historical numbers as just a sanity check to make sure you're not missing anything. But at the end of the day, right if you're if you're going through this level of detail, it's because you want to cut back a little bit and you want to be spending more. So then once you have that baseline, that's when you start to go through and say, okay, if we need to save $500 a month extra on top of what we're doing already, what's the quickest and easiest way to make that happen? right? Look at the kind of big line items in your budget and see if there's anything you can do there. To help um, get that under control. But that in a nutshell is how I would think through setting through your, your 2021 budget. I would actually start with the bottom line numbers. Uh, if the your, your the the high-level numbers are looking exactly like they need to, I would just start automating that, start 2021 on that path, um, maybe implement the storage account. Um, that We talked about a few episodes back when we talked about how to set up a perfect bank account structure so that you have money set aside for the infrequent expenses throughout the year as you need to. But I wouldn't you know, just automate your savings and I wouldn't worry about the category by, by category thing as much until you find yourself having a hard time hitting those targets. It's when you need to start increasing the amount you're saving. That's when I would go through and break it down category by category and track it for a while just to to see how you're doing, because you are making a change at that point to increase the amount that you're saving. You don't need to track expense by expense, category by category for years on end obsessively per se, but but set some annual targets by category, um, adjust the numbers downward based on the way you think you can hit your savings goal the easiest. And I would track it um, on a monthly basis um, for at least a little while to see how it goes. But that's about it that's how i would think through setting your 2021 family budget start with a retrospective of what happened last year adjust for any changes that you're expecting or that you know are going to be happening and then from there if you're hitting your savings targets i wouldn't worry about going too granular beyond that just automate the savings so you, you know what happens uh, if you if you do want to save more money though that's when i would start to go through break it down category category by category and monitor it and just see what happens Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today, and I'll see you next time.